Alright, it's Thursday, and today's Bible reading is Leviticus chapter 1. Now, many people will think about Leviticus as a book of laws, as a book of rules, as a book of codes. Uh, but when we start to read it, especially at this beginning part, we notice there's a lot of talk about food. Um, when these offerings are being mentioned as a way for the people of God to respond to God's presence, because remember, this is following the book of Exodus. And Exodus, the first half, is all about um, how God rescues them from Egypt. Uh, but many of you have gotten bogged down in the second half of Exodus, which is the instructions about the tabernacle, which is really, in a nutshell, God wanting to be with his people. How is it that God is going to want to be with his people? And Leviticus becomes a natural uh, extension of that, which is, well, if God is going to be with us, then how do we respond? And so here in Leviticus chapter 1, we see uh, a pattern being set about offerings. And so the reason I chose chapter 1 is because uh, hopefully you can start to see that pattern. And even today, if you want to just kind of breeze through uh, chapters 2 through, I think it's like 8, um, you'll see... Uh, two through seven, uh, you'll see time and time again uh, these different kinds of offerings and what are some of the things in which God is saying, if you are coming uh, in this manner, what are the ways that you should do that? And we start uh, here with the burnt offering. Now, I think that the overarching sim uh, symbol here, uh, because it is the phrase that gets repeated at the end of almost every offering, is the priest shall burn all of it on the altar as a burnt offering, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And that phrase, a food offering uh, with a pleasing aroma to the Lord, is going to be repeated. Um, now, think about what this means, that God, in his grace, in his presence, what is it that he's saying when you come and you bring an offering, whether it be simply just as an offering a free will or later sin or guilt, that ultimately what are we restoring to is a meal? Is God wanting to eat a meal with us? Uh, just as he wanted to walk with Adam and Eve in the garden, a relationship that he is here uh, with us. And... Um, what are the things that are required, right? The bringing of it, the death, there is death that is required. There is a consumption, which is symbolized in the burning uh, or in various places, other ways. Uh, there is a cleansing, you will see. And so all of these things are, you know, physical symbols of what God is saying he is going to do uh, for us and with us. Now, ultimately, this gets fulfilled in Christ. Uh, Hebrews 9 and 12 talks about this picture of coming and having to bring sacrifices uh, <clears throat> and how the blood of bulls and goats can't really save us, isn't really uh, sufficient, but it is a picture, a foreshadowing of what Jesus is going to do, which is to be the ultimate sacrifice, to be the ultimate Passover lamb, as we looked at uh in order to restore that relationship. Now, I think this is crazy to think about that, you know, Jesus shared meals with his disciples and his apostles and enjoyed that. God wants to as well. Uh, I think it's funny that the choicest portions, the best portions are 
being burnt here. I think it's great that one of the ways that they come towards God is essentially a barbecue, is a meal that we see here God also uh, preparing these meals in such a way that it would provide for the Levites, uh, that it is an encouragement to eat well. Uh, these are, you know, good ways of preparing meat to clean it, uh, to cook it, uh, for it to smell good, that to be in God's presence, to be in God's community and God's fellowship is something that is meant to be enjoyable. And I hope that you will think about that, especially uh, as we get ready to worship together every Sunday. Uh, what does it mean to really enjoy time together?